Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. And there's Scott Robbins. There's a lot going on. Uh, I was sort of joking a few weeks ago, talking about the classified documents with the president, saying, well, when are they going to go to the beach house? What's the story today, David? Well, the FBI is searching Joe Biden's beach house now, looking for more (laughs) classified documents. No word on whether or not they found anything just yet. Uh, But Biden's lawyer, Bob Bauer, and that that just sounds like like a skeezy TV lawyer, doesn't it? Like Call Bob, me Bob Bauer. Like, like Bob Bauer is the guy that when, you know, Better Call Saul doesn't take up your case, that's the dude you go to. <laughs> I actually knew a Bob Bauer years ago, and Did it's you? not this one. <laughs> your insurance giving you the runaround? He's not a bad guy, to be honest. But anyway. Anyway, this is what Bob Bauer, attorney at law, said. Uh, today, the pre- with the president's full support and cooperation... The DOJ is conducting a planned search of his home in Rehoboth, Delaware. Under DOJ's standard procedures in the interest of operational security and integrity, it sought to do this work without advance public notice, and we agreed to cooperate. The search today is a further step in a thorough and timely DOJ process we will continue to fully support and facilitate. We will have further information at the conclusion of today's search. Okay. Who's scratching their head right now? Uh, me is it is it just me no okay no no uh, i mean starting we already know this what the white house was saying about these classified documents and trying to put out you know the story that we've been in full cooperation from the get-go well that's not true we know that but with this beach house today so again total cooperation from biden and the white house and they know this is happening okay if you know it's happening wouldn't you go through first? I would. Well, they've already to see ha- if there's anything there. They've already had a couple of months though to do that, and so this is why I think again, it's not so much that the guy was forgetful about whatever classified documents he had or was hoarding them or whatever. To me, it's the cover up that is evidently, or that has evidently happened. And I, my question is, why was the FBI not involved until this point? I mean, they've known since early November that the guy had a problem with hoarding classified documents. They knew in December, mid-December, that uh, he had classified documents in his home. Why not go to the beach house where he spends most weekends? Right. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. If they find anything, are they going to throw it on the floor and take a picture of it and release it to the media? (laughs) Yeah. Like his fins will be there, his goggles, no, that's his just... really long three-quarter length trunks, and then, <laughs> then, there'll be the, then there'll be the documents. But it is, man, I just feel like for the common person, you hear these different stories. Even, honestly, with Pence, at first, I don't have any of this stuff. But you couldn't go through your own stuff at your house? Your lawyer does it. Yeah. It's like, okay, no, I, I don't understand this. And then you had another official saying, by the way, I have some documents at my place, too. Everybody's starting to come clean on this stuff. I know. I feel left out as the only man in America who apparently has no classified information in his house. Well, you're not a politician. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That would help. 
but I don't think you want to trade classified documents for that gig. No, 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 I don't. No, you have a soul. I do. Okay, so that's going on today. Meanwhile, did Mayorkas actually say the border's open? Did he just come clean with this? Uh, for all intents and purposes, yes, he did. So he was on MSNBC, uh, and he was talking about this new parole program for migrants that says up to 30,000 people a month can come on in. If you give us a heads up, download the app, and just let us know you're coming, we are going to provide you with the services you need to come on into the country, including job placement and things like that. I mean, this guy, it sounds like he's a representative for a travel company. I, I Listen to him. This is what he said on MSNBC. All right, roll it. It's very important that people understand that when they take advantage of this parole process, they come to the United States and they very quickly receive work authorization. They receive the ability to work lawfully in the United States, and we've been issuing that work authorization very quickly. And so they can sustain themselves. They have the means to support themselves and their loved ones. That's throwing the door wide open. Absolutely. You're, you're just saying, come on in. Yeah, you, as long as you let us know that you're coming, you get Medicaid access, you get all yes. sorts of benefits. Right. <laughs> you can't download the app to you get your free phone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this mean, is insanity. On, it is insanity. And you know, the thing is, most people in this country have no idea that it's going on. No. no. I mean, when you say the battle is just with information... And actual information getting to people. that That's really it. Because you get the overwhelming feeling that most people in the United States, if they truly knew what was going on, would say, hey, this shouldn't happen this way. But they have no idea. And they're focused on other things, yep. like how five black cops were all racist at the same time. It's insanity. Yeah. Jeez, man. Speaking of which, you can't miss out on an opportunity, I guess. Tyree Nichols, the funerals yeah. today. Yeah. And I think everyone in the country agrees. What a tragic death. Oh, yeah. This is the Should guy. Should never have happened. The guy who was beaten to death by five Memphis police officers. His funeral is today. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris is going. Al Sharpton's going to be delivering a eulogy. I mean, it's it's the whole affair here. And, you know, to me, I don't know. It's, it's like I want to be careful to separate because what happened to Tyree Nichols never should have happened. Nope. And, you know, yes, outrage at the people who committed this, who did this to him, absolutely yes. warranted. There's no question about that in my mind. But, man, when you see these politicians and these activists and all of these people just trying to glom on to the corpse of this dude who was beaten to death, uh, it's just it really is. It's it's reprehensible to me. It is to me, too. What's your feeling, Scott? Am I oh, missing it? No, 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 not at all. I mean. You're right. It was horrible. The officers should be disciplined. They should be fired, should be taken out, never allowed to do it again. I get that. I also think that if you want to talk about police training properly, okay, we can have that. We can talk about that. Yeah, because it doesn't appear at all that they, they were trained properly. Training. They were. I mean, when they're kicking a guy in the head, yeah. that's not in any police protocol. But if we're going to do that, we also have to talk about hiring practices. How does one get the job? What are the qualifications before one can become a police officer in the city of Memphis? Well, they were lowered. It, then why were they lowered? Then that's probably a mistake then. If these were the guys that, that got through because the, the uh, it was lowered, then we have a problem. You know why it was lowered? Of course I do. Because the city felt like, well, it's it's not fair to... Right. Well, 
some people of color or disadvantaged people that could be working at well, the police the, the, force. The racial component here is if we have five people that have the same race and ethnicity as we do, they'll leave the, this person alone. No, actually, the chances of death goes up but when the, you look the, at statistics. But the idea was that. Of course. And, of course, that's wrong because you still have standards that weren't met because you needed to fill this up. Because, in your mind, this is how it works. Well, when you start actually talking about statistics, which legacy media never does, right? it would paint a completely different picture. I, agree. I played a couple of clips of Larry Elder, who, of course, has been called a white supremacist, even though he's black yeah. because he's a black conservative. So clips yesterday, one we didn't even have a chance to get to. Um, where he's talking about stats, and this was an interview with Megyn Kelly. You never hear anything like this in Legacy News. Out of 61 million contact with the police uh, in 2020, according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics, the police killed 1,000 people. That's 0.002%. Almost all of them were resisting, resisting arrest, usually with a gun or with a knife. It is rare for the police to kill anybody, let alone an unarmed person, let alone an unarmed black person. By the way, in the last five years, the police have averaged killing 39% more unarmed whites. Can you name one? Of course not, because nobody cares if it's an unarmed white person. Dan Jones doesn't come in. CNN doesn't come in. Uh, Joy Reid doesn't comment. Nobody gives a rip when it's an unarmed white person, even though the police kill more unarmed white people every year than they kill unarmed black people. But again, you go back to the statistics and the study that was done after George Floyd from liberals that watch CNN, MSNBC, Legacy Media. How many unarmed black men do you think are killed by cops oh, every I year? That. Yeah. And I know we've talked about it before. I forgot the actual percentages because it was a little crazy that like 8 or 9% thought that it was upwards of 10,000 unarmed black men per year. But that's still one out of 10 people almost. Mm -hmm. But 39% thought it was 1,000, that 1,000 unarmed black men were killed by police every year. The year they did it, it was 12. I think, what was it, the year before that, 14? Yeah. And before that, 19? Yeah. It's been below 20. But they're thinking, you know, between those two percentages, that it's at least 1,000. And that's because this is what legacy media does. They want to push a narrative so much that the people watching really have no idea what reality is. It's a form of brainwashing. And that's not to say what happened to Tyree Nichols was no, it's horrible. Awful. Yeah, it was. Should never, never happen. No, and everybody I, wants to see those guys held accountable. Absolutely. Goodness gracious! More on that a little bit later. Uh, big retirement news, David. You had it this morning. Yeah, Tom Brady, uh, legendary quarterback, greatest of all time, uh, is retiring for real this time. Yeah. That's what he, he says, at least. But he should. Yeah. It's over. Oh, like, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Leave Tom Brady alone. <laughs> I just think, man, you look back on that, and I don't, I, because it's so recent, I don't know that you know history will look back on it the same way as I see it right now. But, man, you could have gone out on top a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Winning the Super Bowl, new team. You know, the, the question of was it Bill Belichick in, in, in New England or was it Tom Brady? That was settled. Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl with the new club. Yes. I mean, that, that is something that would have been huge. You go out on top, and then you have two, at best, mediocre seasons. You get bounced out of the playoffs. 
But even last year, man. Yeah, he yeah. could have gone out last year. Because they, they got beat, but he brought the team back. Yeah. They were down, what, yeah. 24, whatever it was. He brought it back. They almost won. That would have been okay, but this year? And now you've lost your supermodel wife, who's not that hot, but that's okay. Um, but you lost your family. You lost your family. All By the way, this. this was reminiscent to me of Michael Jordan playing for the Wizards and how brutal that was. Yes, but Brady did win one with the Buccaneers. Yeah, which is more than Jordan did with the Wizards, yes. But, dude, I found this clip. This was just a few years back. Okay, I know you haven't heard this in a while. Mm-hmm. This was on the CBS Morning Show. Tom talking about how he can argue with Giselle about retiring. This one doesn't age well for Tom. I think we go back and forth. I mean, she always say to me, well, 10 years ago, you told me it was only going to be 10 years, and now it's 10 years, and now you're saying another, you know, five years. And he just kept going, man. You threw it all away for that? Wow. Man, oh, man. He'll be in the booth next year. You think? Oh, sure. They already offered him a deal. Oh, that's right. That's big money, too. Yeah. Yeah. Does he go back to Giselle? Hey, come on. I'm retired now, huh? Is there a way back? No? Nah. Okay. Oh, did you hear about the kid that ordered $1,000 worth of grub up? <laughs> we'll get to that in a news update straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, a little bit of a loss there for Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, David. Yeah, it's a good day for freedom here. Uh, so the state of Illinois and the governor, J.B. Pritzker, signed this uh, a, a just very extreme gun control bill uh, last month. And immediately, of course, you start getting court filings. I mean, you're talking about people having to register their guns. You want to put together a big state registry. Uh, and then banning the sale of certain AR-style rifles, I guess all of them actually AR-style rifles, uh, limiting magazine capacity for handguns, and again, saying that if you don't register it with the state, you are officially a criminal, Um, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. You bought something that was legal and protected under the Constitution. Well, anyway, uh, the state of Illinois lost an appeal after a lower court judge issued a restraining order on this newly enacted ban on some semi-automatic rifles as well as high-capacity magazines. Uh, There was a restraining order issued, meaning the law was not taking effect. They appealed that ruling, saying, hey, we we got to save lives here by taking people's constitutionally protected rights away. Well, that's how they've kept Chicago safe for right. so long. <laughs> right. Why so many people want to move there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, on appeal, they lost again. So, I, again, I, I think it's one of those things. I, I don't know how many people ran out to go register their guns. I suspect it, you can count the number of people who did that on one hand. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one finger happens to be in the middle of one hand. <laughs> what, what you say right now is hilarious, David. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, funny yeah. stuff. Oh, but, wow. but, yeah, so, so this is making its way through the courts again, and it looks like the state of Illinois ultimately will lose this. Okay. Okay. I'm looking at this right now because a friend of mine told me this, and I'm like, really? And I forgot about it until you brought this up. This was Chicago City Wire that the uh, Pritzker family opened gun range in Wisconsin. 
Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. like verifying. Yes. <laughs> you can't make it up. No, you that's can't. amazing. <laughs> Isn't it? Selling the Pritzker pistol. <laughs> <laughs> it's really short. It's stubby. Yeah, right. Well, you know, for years in Chicago, people in Indiana, oh, yeah. God, they're the problem, and then they bring guns into Chicago. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, David, you had the story of this kid that was hungry, wanted a little snack. Yeah. A six-year-old, Mason Stonehouse, which, by the way, is an awesome name. It is. Mason Stonehouse. Wow. Six Ten years old. in a row with Mason Stonehouse. Yeah. He was... Uh, he wouldn't get wasted on a top 40 station, Scott. <laughs> How dare you? That's a great name, though. Uh, Mason Stonehouse was playing on his dad's phone before bedtime and was clicking around on different apps and apparently ordered $1,000 worth of Grubhub orders. <laughs> so so the, the ring camera on, on the folks' home... Just keeps going off, ding, 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 and there's delivery after delivery showing up at the door. Mason's dad, Keith, was like, oh, what is going on here? Why are you bringing me so much food? And then he's like, oh, crap. The kid was playing with my phone, and, uh, yeah, he was going to town with the old Grubhub app. He basically ordered every food that ever existed. He got shrimp, salad, shawarma, chicken pita wraps, <laughs> sandwiches, chili cheese fries, multiple orders of ice cream, of yes. course. Oh, yeah. Man. So much for uh, so much food was ordered that Keith's bank actually sent him a fraud alert, declining a $400 order of pizza. <laughs> yeah, sometimes those alarms go off, man. It's a yeah, good thing. But but he, they really they he tried to call the restaurants to cancel all the orders. They said, "Well, you got to talk to Grubhub." Well, Grubhub couldn't stop the orders quickly enough, so they just kind of had a potluck in the neighborhood. Hey, you want some pizza? You want some shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> so they are getting a thousand dollars worth of Grubhub gift cards in exchange, not a full refund, but they're getting gift cards from Grubhub. They're trying to make it right in that way. And the parents, what they wound up doing was they grabbed his piggy bank and just started taking out money, a coin for the pizza, a coin for the shrimp, and so on. And then Hilarious. it sunk into Mason Stonehouse like, oh, oh, but that's my money. Well, it's always good to get to know your neighbors a little bit better yeah. and to share a meal. <laughs> yeah. And that's the way you do it. The kid, he's like a prophet. At least it was just food. It could have been anything. It could have been dogs, cats. You just don't know. Yeah. All right. David, you got a piece of audio. Um, that I can't wait to hear because I don't think Scott's heard it yet either. Florida Democrat, an African-American history professor, saying that the AP African-American Studies course is absolute trash. Wow. Get to that much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley for Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, the sexy boomer Scott Robbins. Okay, David, I'm looking forward to hearing this audio. Yeah, well, the state of Florida is not taking part in the beta testing phase of this AP uh, African American studies because it's a bunch of Marxist ideology, not history, really, or anything else. There, And there were clear violations of Florida law when it comes to 
uh, implementing ideologically driven curriculum as opposed to telling people what happened in history. And Uh, it really is a part of Marxism. Yes, it is. Well, the College Board, which puts this together, has posted updated curriculum. And they took all that stuff out. Ron DeSantis literally just impacted how students all across the country will be taught African-American history. That's a huge win. There's no doubt about it, man. Because, because the College Board is like, oh, gosh, we need, we need that sweet, sweet Florida cash. I mean, they're a pretty big state. You know, yep. There's a reason why. It's like California, Texas, and Florida are the states that basically decide what textbooks get sent out. Because they're huge markets. Yes, that makes sense. So th- this is a big win, and it's good to see a state actually, uh, you know, pushing back against this nonsense that's trying to be taught to high schoolers. But we're supposed to believe that this decision is racist, right? Uh, because oh, he doesn't want people to learn black history, right? Which is not actually what what happened. That was not the objection no. leveled by the the state of Florida. Uh, well, a black Democrat. Not a fan of Ron DeSantis, but he's taught African-American history at the college level, uh, and he is supporting Ron DeSantis' decision to not partake in AP African-American studies. This is uh, Leon County Commissioner Bill Proctor, who taught at Florida A&M. All right, roll it. Frankly, I'm against the college board's uh, uh, curriculum. I think it's trash. Uh, It's not African-American history. Uh, It is ideology. it ain't African. I've taught African American history. I've, I've, I've structured syllabuses for African American history. Um, I am African American history. And talking about queer, uh, queer, and, and 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 feminism and all of that for uh, the struggle for freedom, equality, and justice uh, has not been uh, no tension with queerness and and, and feminist all at all. Whoa. You know what, man? Much respect, because I'm sure that if we were to sit with that gentleman, you wouldn't agree on a whole lot politically. But what I respect is he has an opinion on this. He has expertise in it, and he's willing to go out and speak the truth. Not his truth, the truth about what it really is. And it used to be, well, yeah, that's what you should do. That was kind of all of our thought. But now it actually takes courage to do it. Yeah, it does. Because you know the arrows are pointed at that guy now. Oh, gosh, yeah. Wow. Especially because there was part of a New York Times op-ed talking about DeSantis' ban on the AP African American history course. You want to hear a paragraph of this? Oh, of sure. Course. Okay. An unrelenting assault on truth and freedom of expression in the form of laws that censor and suppress the viewpoints, histories, and experiences of historically marginalized groups, especially black and LGBTQ communities, is underway throughout the country, most clearly in Florida. The state's Department of Education recently rejected a pilot advanced placement African-American studies course from being offered in Florida's public high schools. Under his Stop Woke Law... It would limit students and teachers from learning and talking about issues related to race and gender. No, it doesn't. That's not true. That's not what DeSantis ever said. You know, imagine electing a guy to be governor of a state that reflects the values of those people in that state, because that's why they put him there. Yeah. Go ahead. I I didn't leave you speechless. No, but it's just so frustrating because that's why he's there. 
Yes. He's there. He won overwhelmingly. That's why he's there. So he can rein some of this stuff in and go, wait a minute, not here. Right. Not here. I can't speak for the rest of the other states and their idiot governors, but not here. Right. And Yeah. And people respect that. And they vote for you accordingly. Yes. I think that's a big story. Yeah. You know, just a subtext here. Tell me if you were just thinking this, because you mentioned this earlier off air, that we've had different comments over time that we praise Ron DeSantis too much. Right. And he's not even running for president yet. Right. I think we talk about a lot of different governors when they're in the news. And to actually say, hey, this is how it's done. I believe that to be true. He's fighting back on a number of different yeah. fronts. Isn't that what you want out of any governor? No, oh, and and act, and, ra- and racking up wins in the process because again, you really can't sell this short. When 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 he and his Department of Education in the state of Florida literally fought back and made the College Board change how they were going to teach this stuff and get rid of all of this Marxist crap that they had in this course. That's a win for America. That's a win for the entire country. Yeah. The left does this kind of stuff all the time. And finally, we're actually getting some serious substantive pushback from a Republican who's in a position to do something about it. Yes. I think the controversy is because it's going to be he and Trump mm-hmm. going against each other for the nomination for the GOP. And so there are definitely Trump supporters that are like, no, only Trump can be the guy. Yeah. That's fine. You can have that thought. But does that mean that no one should talk about the wins that DeSantis has? That doesn't make sense to me. That's what you want. I mean, how many times did different people say, conservatives, I'd like to move to Florida, or I'd like to move to this state, especially if DeSantis was the governor. I like what he's doing there. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Nikki Haley is going to announce, what, the 15th? Did see that. Yeah. Okay. A factor? I mean, what's your reaction to that? Uh, my reaction would be DeSantis Haley. Maybe, mm. yeah. I, I got nothing really against Nikki Haley. It just sort of seems like, I mean, unfortunately, just kind of a lot of potential that winds up getting stuck in trying to please everybody. Yeah, I just don't see Nikki Haley being a factor, you know, at the end. Might make some noise. We'll see uh, what I mean, happens. Com- comparatively, on a, on a ticket together. Oh, you get way in front now. With Ron DeSantis. I'm just saying, I as a presidential that's the, candidate. That's the positioning. You know you're not going to get the nomination, but... Okay. You think that's what she's after? Oh, I after. think that's a play. One of the plays, yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, more on that a little bit later. It's that time of the show. We do this every day. So we're always looking at different stories, and it might not be the biggest story of the day, but it caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? Well, I just... It's an oldie but goodie, actually. We're going back into the archives here. But just because it is the first day of February, you know, a lot of people think it's the worst month of the year. People are tired of winter. Spring is still well away in a lot of places. It's just everything is dreary. The afterglow from the holiday season is officially gone. Mm -hmm. You know, it brings us to this. This old report from KMOX TV in St. Louis from Kevin Killeen about why February is the worst (laughs) month of the year. I've seen this before. This is good. Roll it. February is the worst month of the year, but it's an honest month. It's a month that doesn't hold up life any better than it really is. Something great happened here, but it's over with, and that's the way February is. (laughs) To try to hide the bleakness of February, 
Man invented Valentine's Day and also Mardi Gras. But then February answered back with another holiday, Ash Wednesday. What other month could host a holiday that's designed to remind us that we're all going to die? That's February for you. It is bleak, it is honest, and it just tells you the way it really is. My father used to have a saying that if you can live through February, you'll live another year. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Scott, what's your story today? Uh, I like that one. Uh, my story today is about a video game series that's marketed to children, and they're now coming under attack for allowing the characters in this video game to have double mastectomies and chest binders. Sims 4, which calls itself the ultimate simulation game, announced yesterday they would allow players to give characters top scars that come from breast removal surgery. Holy smoke. Now the announcement drew a backlash, of course, with many gamers and parents expressing horror that a game, especially one that is marketed to kids, would promote transgender surgeries on their characters. They essentially responded by saying, go pound sand. Xbox, one of the better known video game consoles in the world, said the Sims announcement was phenomenal. We love it. Uh, also, uh, there were other uh, video game uh, characters, too, that were also involved. They were, they, they, for instance, you can you pick your gender, too, now on okay. Sims. If, you, if you'd rather do it that way. They, their effort, they say, is to be all-inclusive. They don't want to exclude anyone in the joy of their games. Okay. It's an exciting addition for transgender and disabled fans, they said. Got it. So they're also including hearing aids and other things for some of their characters. Well, okay. All right. So there, you can build your own character now with... Uh... Well, you could always do that before. <laughs> Yeah. To be honest, you could Yeah. Your character could be whatever you wanted to be before, but now it just seems like it's part of the marketing. Well, it's mastectomies now and yes, scars underneath and unreal. And chest binders. You could put chest binders on your characters. Yes. Fantastic. Here uh, kids, sit down. My story today <laughs> David, you mentioned this to me off air cuz you just saw the video. <laughs> and I I saw this yesterday. I couldn't believe it. A couple of weeks ago, the assistant coach of a girls JV basketball team in Virginia Entered the game herself as a player. It's Arlisha Boynton. She's 22. I saw this. <laughs> she was impersonating a 13-year-old who was out of town and wasn't able to play. <laughs> so if you saw the video, uh, it wasn't like, you know, I'm just going to hold back a little no. bit here. She was balling. I mean, Walking rejecting shots. shots. And taunting. That yes. was the crazy part, man. She goes in, gets a layup, and then lands out of bounds and turns around and just like does the uh what's his name? Dikembe Mutombo like yes. yeah. shaking finger the finger wag thing. Yeah. It's like you're taunting thirteen year olds. That's awesome. Okay, that's <laughs> that's called teaching humility. All right. Well, she was canned by the school. Yeah, she was. <laughs> Several other coaches, including head coaches of the J V and varsity teams, were also let go. The girls on the team decided to opt out the rest of the season. Yeah. And the dad of the 13-year-old who was being impersonated was not amused, <laughs> saying, coaches always preach about integrity. So I was shocked. Yeah, because she daughter couldn't be there. So the 22-year-old's like, oh, I'll play in her place. It was insane. Let's, let's rack up a W here. <laughs> the video was crazy, though. Oh, yeah.
Shot blocking machine. <laughs> well, I would hope. You're 22. Girl. Man, oh, man. Uh, Got to get to the report of pushing the lie that Republicans are punishing a lawmaker with cancer. What? That and much more coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I'm seeing on the old news crawl they didn't find any classified documents in the Biden beach house. Well, yeah, because Biden's lawyers collected all of them and burned them. <laughs> I was going to say, well, he's cooperating. Well, yeah. <laughs> when you that's, know it's coming. That's going to be the story, man. Yeah. That's going to be it. Well, it's like three Nothing months. To see. Three months after you knew there was a problem with classified documents and Joe Biden. Uh, it's like, if you can't destroy the evidence within three months, you're just really bad at your job. Well, yeah. It'd be a case of Nantana or something. No one, Nantana. The history books will notice. See? You got it. What's the story about a Republican punishing a lawmaker with cancer? Yeah, okay, so this is how fake news starts, and and you're probably going to see this popping up in... Uh, on various cable news shows and whatnot. Uh, But uh, Heather Cagle with Punchbowl News, a new up-and-coming Washington, D.C. news outlet, uh, said Representative Jamie Raskin gets a standing ovation in the Democratic caucus after saying he will push back on Republican efforts to make him take off the cap he's been wearing as he undergoes chemotherapy. Raskin said, I will make them take off their toupees because there's a rule about wearing head coverings in the House of Representatives. And okay. Raskin is undergoing chemotherapy for, for cancer. And on both sides of the aisle, everybody's been really supportive of him. Nobody has talked about him taking off this scarf that he's wearing over his head. Nobody has talked about that. Um, okay. And after a long round of how dare you comments that, oh my gosh, Jamie Raskin was saying that people... Jamie Raskin said, no, I was joking. <laughs> He said, he said, no, it was, a, it was a joke, and you missed all the context of it. But now that is officially like lore that these evil Republicans were trying to tell a cancer patient to take his headscarf off. <laughs> That's enemy of the people, man. It That's is what that is. The, yes. Jamie Raskin the, should know that these people have no sense of humor, right. period. <laughs> they don't know anything. No. No. <laughs> they don't have any. They, they're yelling all the time. They're furrowed-browed. They're angry. Every time I hear toupee hairpiece, I think of the same story. And, David, you know what it is. It was Robin's going to the place that didn't have any markings, and they put a squirrel's yeah. tail yeah. on your head. or yeah. That's the way you described it. I bet it looked pretty good. No, it didn't look good. It looked stupid. <laughs> and and I told the guy, I said, this is it? This is what you do? It's like his drawer you pull out, and it's all these different <laughs> colors of hair. They mash them to your head. What do you think? I think it looks like garbage. <laughs> See, but you didn't even take a picture. No. no, I didn't want video evidence of any of that. Well, you got to you, well, you get it custom fit. You know, it'll, well, that's what he yeah, told me. Yeah. And, and then we go to our barber. They'll cut it and make it. Nobody will ever know. Okay, yeah. there's got to be somebody that does it good. I bet you and I would both look better with one of those on. Okay, but we got to be around people who know better. Well, that would be David. We'd go in, the three of us, and then as soon as the, the we'd come out of the other room and say, what do you think? 
if he takes a gander, then you know at least it's not hideous. But if he starts laughing immediately, yeah. then you know it's a no-go. Yeah. I'll go with the fitted rug, but no holes being drilled in my skull. I'm not doing that. Well, then it's permanent. That's yeah. that's <laughs> hair restoration, bro. <laughs> Isn't it? That was. I think that's what it's called. My head bleeding. Yeah. You just wait, man. It'll be sometime later this year. The Markley Vane Camp and Robin Show brought to you by whatever plugs, and you're going to look great. You're going to have that mane back. It's coming back after a year, Scotty. All the girls in the world beware. Right <laughs> uh, oh, man, we probably don't have time to get into this right now, but this is fascinating. It, it really is, and it's just numbers, but it's your odds of dying from various accidents. I know that sounds grim. <laughs> Seriously. But... But there's one that's actually fairly frightening, that you would die in a motor vehicle accident, 101 to 1. That's not uh, a long... Wow. That's no. a lot closer than people think, man. Yeah. Wow. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, classified documents. Another search today, David. Uh, yeah, the uh, feds were uh, allowed into the beach house of Joe Biden um, to search for any more classified documents. Now, uh, Biden's personal lawyer is saying that they didn't find any classified documents uh, there. And to me, actually, you know, one, uh, can you really rely on any search that's done three months after Biden's team was aware that he was holding on to classified documents. Come on. But the no. other thing is, apparently they bought that house after he left office. So if most of the uh, documents are from his time as vice president, then it wouldn't have been that plausibly would not have been a place where he uh, was storing these ill-gotten gains. Right. I still want to know what's in the documents. From the Penn Center. Yeah. Or from his home. We heard rumblings of that. That's the big story to me. Mm. Part of that's Ukraine. I mean, as I know some people are like, oh, what's the conspiracy, man? Well, who knows? I like it's Netflix password, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth password. Right. Where to send the money, Hunter. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Account yeah. number. Yeah. Don't know. Well, did you notice it was Washington Post? It was... You know, other liberal outlets talking about this is a big problem for Biden. He's not really going to be able to move past this. Yeah. His future is really in doubt. And, you know, by the way, Kamala Harris ugh, probably just doesn't have the political skill right. to probably. be running for president. Yeah, like wow. That. how That's a 180, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Well, I mean, the glass ceiling was shattered just a couple of years ago. We all need to celebrate Kamala. Yeah, even though she couldn't even make it into 2020 as a presidential candidate. She dropped out before any votes were actually cast in the primary election because nobody yes. cared. 
No. So it's not exactly breaking news that she's a terrible politician and people really don't like her. It's one thing to run uh, a Senate campaign in California when you check all the boxes, right, for the for the woke voters there. But uh, it's quite another thing when you start actually having to appeal to a wider audience. And uh, in this case, I mean, Kamala Harris is, well, useless to the Democratic Party. Yes. Well, if you remember a few years ago, and we started talking about this when she was a candidate, because early on, CNN picked her. Like yeah. There were different you know, panelists saying, we think she's got the goods. There were other people thinking, man, she checks these boxes, and meh, she's going to be great. But then you have to get out there and sell it. You yeah. can tell she just wasn't very good. But then once she got picked for VP, then... If you criticize her at all, well, that was just misogynistic mm. and racist, racist and everything else. Yep. And now all of a sudden you have these same people saying, yeah, politically, she's just not very skilled. Yeah. Not a great communicator, said the Washington Post. <laughs> you don't say. Speaking of which, wasn't she describing astronauts going to space? Yeah, oh, good she was, golly, she, this is... Yeah, she was talking about a, uh, a, a space mission and a couple of guys... Uh, who got into a rocket ship and went into space. <gasps> and she described it as only a true raconteur like Kamala Harris could. Roll it. Bob and Doug returned to the Kennedy Space Center. They suited up. Mm -hmm. They waved to their families. Yep. Time out for just a second so I understand the context. Yeah. I did see part of the clip. Who was she speaking to? Um, I don't remember what exactly it's not the kids. event was. No, it's not kids. No, no it's not kids. Just, that's all I wanted to know <laughs> no. for sure. I wanted to make sure no, it wasn't I... in front of school children. But it's no. like she's got the little seat and the kids are circled around yeah. her. <laughs> the yeah. way she's delivering. Right, exactly. Every time. Every time. Yes. Yeah. And they rode an elevator up nearly 20 stories. Ooh. They strapped in to their seats and? and waited as the tanks beneath them filled with tens of thousands of gallons of fuel. Yeah. And then yeah. they launched. Oh. Yeah, they did. <laughs> you, you tell me, you, now I know that I'm just a dumb, a dumb southerner here, but you tell me that they put fuel in them rocket ships? I thought they did it with a sail or, or what with a, with, with, with a big slingshot. I thought that's what they did. I saw Paul 13, man. I, I thought Gary Sinise was good in it. Oh, goodness, man. Okay. Tens of thousands of gallons of fuel. Wow. Y yeah. And then? What? And then? <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for, we started having more tornadoes and more hurricanes. <laughs> we were assaulting the earth with all of the fuel <laughs> she's cribbing a little bit from the oratory oh. skills of joe biden do with that whisper at the yeah. end they launched they launched they launched yeah they did <laughs> yeah they did <laughs> well dang is that what them rocket ships is for they launch actually dang that's pretty cool, oh, man. I'm trying to think of where I saw it. It was Tucker at the. I think it was near the end of the show. And he's like, "She's she's got to be high." Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, 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 something. Yeah. Because that's when everything's funny, and what you just said is funny. If you're high, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. They did. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else makes sense to me on that. Oh my gosh. Okay, switching Holy gears. Smokes. Uh, Greg Abbott, governor of Texas has created a new position, got a new border czar. 
to accelerate the border wall construction, David, Mm -hmm. and said to make the state the least desirable place for illegal immigration. Okay. Got to do something, man. Yes. Because if not him, I mean, who's going to do it? All right. Well, the feds aren't going to do it. They're bragging about how they're making it easier for people to come in by the tens of thousands. Which is astounding. And that's... Mayorkas basically said it's an open border. Is you as long as you use the app on the phone, yeah, you'll be set just, up to come into the country. Just let us know, and then you've got local jurisdictions at the at the city, at the county, and at the state level who are saying, "Well, wait a minute, how are we supposed to? What are we supposed to do here? Are we supposed to find them a place to live? How does this exactly work?" And honestly, they're not even listening to the mayor of New York City, who has been raising all sorts of hell about this. Uh, in, no. the, in recent weeks, which to me is just really racist. You, they, they just don't, they do not value the opinion of a strong black man in a position of power. I like that narrative. That's fresh. That's new. And that should be applied to them the way they had applied well, to true. a Republican well, mayor. Absolutely. And they're not listening to the, to the woes of the first openly gay black woman mayor of chicago who's been complaining about this too it's or muriel bowser or muriel bowser that's right why does biden hate black people that is a great question because he's not at tyree nichols funeral today kamala is well yeah had to have a politician there can't miss out on an opportunity Well, well that's actually probably for the best because joe biden remember his like big story about racial healing involved corn pop and him bringing a black man into line by threatening violence against him oh that's right so i mean joe biden probably is on the side of the memphis police officers that beat that guy to death well they put a lid on the thing at like noon today well i'm not surprised remember when they put that to song biden talking about corn pop and that whole bit (laughs) yeah that was unbelievable dude corn pop was a bad dude and he ran a bunch of bad boys, a bad crew. Yes, sir. I really was the only white guy they really knew. He said, I'll meet you outside. And I said, what am I going to do? Corn probably can't stop. Corn probably won't stop. That's fine. Thank you. Joe Biden actually is talking about racial harmony through the lens of threatening to beat a black guy with a length of chain. Yes, he did, and media let him get away with it, dude. <laughs> it's unreal. Uh, and it's well documented. We talked about all the different racist things he said over time. We don't have time for it right now, but it's, you know, goodness gracious, man. <laughs> Basically saying it's not that black parents, you know, don't want to do the right job of parenting. They don't know how. They need social workers and all that, and record players and all that. Well, social know. workers need the homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want. They don't know quite what to do. Right. But one of the answers was just words, right? Just say words. I can't remember yeah. exactly how that went. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Yeah. Just hear words. This guy thinks that black parents are just walking around grunting at their kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It is nuts, man. Kind of crazy. Uh, don't know if you heard this. Uh, Dr. Phil is going to call it a career. Who's sad? Anybody? Hmm. I, I, I don't dislike Dr. Phil. Yeah? Yeah. 
The promotion of his wife has really been something, though. Really? Yeah. I uh, honestly, I never she has see a podcast. It. I, okay. And Doctor Feel on his show. That's my Scotty Pippen impersonation. Um, <laughs> when he was talking about Phil Jackson. Okay. Uh, so Doctor Feel, um, he he promotes her show, and every time there's a guest on this, is something shocking. The camera cuts to to Mrs. Phil, and she's got the exasperated look on her face. <laughs> oh. Or the furrowed brow. Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> do they call her Mrs. Phil? Yeah, I do. I, I like know. that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she's very happy about yeah, that. I, I well, don't know. He, he's, not, he's not terrible. If you ever get a chance to hear the Ron White comedy bit about he and Dr. Phil fishing, it's pretty funny. Is it true? Did they actually yeah, fish? He ran into oh. each other. Oh, I want to hear it. Well, I mean... The only thing I'm going to miss about Dr. Phil is not something I'll actually miss because I still have a library of different things he said over the years that yeah. will pop out every once in a while. What are you doing, you effing little <laughs> Just things like that out of nowhere. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah. A lot of that, you know, might be out of context, you know, because he's quoting somebody else. <laughs> but other times, dude, it would just make me laugh. I couldn't help it. That's great because you know, it's funny. Yes, different old sayings. I'm going to jerk a knot in your tail. <laughs> you know, so on this show, I just want you to know our commitment that Dr. Phil will live on. Well, maybe he'll do something with Brady, like the Phil and Tom show. <laughs> if you're Tom Brady, I, don't you set your sights a little higher than Dr. Phil? I don't know, but Phil and Tom with Phil and Tom Phil sounds and Tom. good. That's a great yeah. title. Good that one. is pretty good. All right. Russiagate reporting. More on that straight ahead. You want to hear this story. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Boy, I heard this news update earlier today from Good Morning America. Embattled Congressman George Santos recusing himself of his committee assignments and exclusive new reporting. <laughs> X is accusing Santos of promising green cards. Whoa. That guy's in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Do they just give Strahan as the the lines to read that contain the most amount of s's possible i don't know that or th's santos i don't i don't, <laughs> I don't know holy cow but that's being highlighted all over the place <laughs> the legacy media you know that this guy it's something oh, man oh george santos yeah he's a clown man i mean come he's on he's a clown yeah he's a clown he, yeah. he's i mean Psychologically, he's probably insane. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, and, and the fact that, you know, he was a, uh, a Brazilian drag queen all those years ago really does not speak very highly of the push to have family-friendly drag shows in the U.S., huh? And that's the no. only thing that's true about him. <laughs> right. Well, everything else is a lie. At first, he denied, he, at first yeah. he denied it, and then his quote actually did make me laugh. He goes, so I've had a life. Sue me. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> right. what he said. Yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> And what's the deal with the green card thing or whatever that is? is accusing Santos of promising green card. What? Promising Exive. <laughs> I didn't bring that so you just guys can make fun. Huh. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's done. It doesn't matter. We'll see he's, what happens. It's, yeah, it's he's not, recused it's... himself from committee assignment. Jeepers. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 
Okay, David, what's the story with the mainstream journalist organization slamming the Russia Gate reporting? Yeah, I think this is really interesting. The uh, Columbia Journalism Review, this is uh, from the prestigious uni- or, uh, Columbia University Journalism Department, did a year and a half long investigation into all of the Trump Russia conspiracy theory reporting. You know, Pulitzer Prize winning material. And you know what they found? What's that, David? You know, uh, boy, they really did lie on a lot, didn't they? Huh. They found, quote, serious flaws in the reporting. I mean, again, you're years late to the party, pal, but okay, I guess better late than never. They ne- And, you know, one of the things they point out is that a lot of these outlets never acknowledged that Russian collusion never happened. Like, that thing that we've been telling you was going to be found didn't exist it was a made-up thing like a lot of them knew it yeah and and they ignored facts that ran counter to the prevailing narrative those are their words not exactly a right-wing outfit there uh saying like in january 2018 for example the new york times ignored a publicly available document showing the fbi's lead investigator didn't think that there was anything there with the trump russia stuff uh, they also say that the the newsroom appeared to have been caught flat-footed when Robert Mueller did not come out and say, yes, there was Russian collusion happening. Um, in fact, at the time, executive editor Dean Baquet's reaction to his staff was, holy bleep, Bob Mueller is not going to do it. But they never actually went back and did a post-mortem of all the things they got wrong. No, it was just, let's find other stories to make Orange Man look bad. Oh, and I I like this one. They also went after the sources say thing, calling it a turbocharged use of vague language intentionally. For example, the New York Times used the phrase person familiar with more than a thousand times in its coverage of the Trump-Russia stuff. But most people just believe that to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were the experts. Well, a lot of Democrats you know? still believe that Trump was a Russian agent. Because it was never corrected. Right. From the outlets they watch or get their news from. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Speaking of experts, because, and we talked about this several times, not the only ones, but I know we've hit it, that the trust in, quote, experts has gone down the crapper, especially in the last five years or oh, so. Oh, yeah, sure. Or you could say even more so in the last two to three years. Well, with, with COVID, COVID, sure, yeah. Yes. So I wasn't that surprised, but some people were to see this new study out saying that people are 50% more likely to listen to friends' advice than advice from experts. And that could be on a lot of different things. You know what I mean? Big decision. Should you buy the house? Uh, Is this the person you should marry? And it's because the people that are around us, we instinctively trust them and think they have our best interests at heart. Some people used to say that about the CDC, the FDA, and now yeah. they're like, well. Well, yeah, because they, they're known liars. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, biggest story of the day. I guess it's that the feds actually uh, looked through Joe Biden's beach house in Delaware, and uh, they apparently, according to Joe Biden's lawyer, they didn't find anything there. Yeah. They found Not surprised. Joe, Joe Pepitone baseball card and yeah. <laughs> pet sounds from the Beach Boys album. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, a lot of people were saying, you know what? He's not going to get impeached for any of this anyway. No. But are you still thinking the message has been sent? Joe, you can't run for oh, sure. president in 2024. Yeah. Absolutely. The deep yeah, state is going to take him down, man. State of the Union's coming up, and I wonder if we're going to hear more in the next couple of weeks to get him to not want to launch some sort of run. 
More on that coming up. Um, and police reform, Biden says we need. What does that mean? Straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer Scott Robbins. Ah. Okay, David. Uh, Joe Biden, the president, is meeting with black lawmakers to talk about police reform. Yeah, the uh, Congressional Black Caucus is going to be meeting with President Joe Biden on Thursday to talk about police reform in the wake of the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols by cops in Memphis, Tennessee. Listen, to me, I mean, again, this is just more window dressing from President Bystander over here because, one, there was actually substantive police reform that was on the table a few years ago, but Democrats blocked it because a Republican came up with the idea. Well, he was token. That's what we were told by Democrats at the time. Yeah. Um, But then, two, again, I... I look at what happened with Tyree Nichols, and it never should have happened, but that's not a systemic issue, nor is that a basic training issue. No. This is a hiring practices issue, and really not something that is representative of uh, presumably most of even the Memphis police uh, force, but certainly not your local police force and, and most police departments across the country. So what reform would act, what training reform would actually happen that would have prevented these five thugs with badges from beating this guy to death? I don't know that there is. I mean, there. I, I mean, it, dude, listen, nobody wants to see this. That's a given. I'll say that at the front. But honestly, by just Biden meeting with black lawmakers to talk about this, isn't that in and of itself racist? No. Yeah. Because before we were told, well, you got to have cops that reflect the community okay and memphis is majority black we need more black officers and they got more black officers but then when these particular black officers do what they did to tyree nichols it's still because of white supremacy yeah that's what we're told so i don't know how you go about this but that is not the answer so i'm guessing then to meet with black lawmakers would not be the answer no uh do you include Brown and black people, do you bring in? I, no, here's the deal. We all know this. We have to have law and order, okay? That's first and foremost, okay? And you have to weed out the bad cops in any profession. There's going to be good and bad. And as Larry Elder brought up again, the amount of encounters that happen with people, nothing ever happens. When it results in death, what do you say? 0.002% from all encounters? But even that, you would want to prevent. But you saw what happened after 2020 when, and this is well documented, anytime the spotlight is on a police force for, you know, something like this, what happens? It's happened in Baltimore. It's happened in Minneapolis. It's happened in Chicago. The police pull back. They do it every time. And then what happens? The death rate goes up like crazy in those cities. 
So you can talk about it, and that's fine, instead of just saying, hey, we're going to do everything possible to make sure that nothing like this happens again. Well, no, nothing like like that can happen again. But again, we don't... There's a lot of pieces yet to put together on this thing. Of course. I mean, this is this is so so violent, so crazy. And you wonder to yourself, again, if you want to talk about training, we can talk about training. If we want to talk about criteria that has to be met before you can wear a badge, let's talk about that. But let's yes. not lower standards to get more people involved who don't belong there, who should never have been there. That's what happened I mean, in this th- case. But in, if, if that's the case, then that the answer is fairly simple. You stop doing that. Yes. You don't lower standards. You continue with the high standards. You get the better people. But that also costs money. But you, at the same time, yeah. if you demonize police all the time, who, who Nobody wants, wants to do, to do that it. job? Yeah. That's just it. There's more jobs than there are people. We just talked about it last week. There was a story that you've got police forces all over the country that are short because people took early retirement or they just flat out quit. Yeah. You know, on that whole topic, man, Heather McDonald wrote a piece at The Spectator because she keeps track of stats, and she's been following this story. And she pointed out, and if you have been following this, you've seen it, for a while from the left we were told that blacks can't be racist. Of course, that line has changed now with this particular case. And Van Jones certainly said it on CNN, and he said it in his piece. Um, that it's time to move on to a more nuanced discussion of the way police violence endangers black lives. It is the race of the victim who was brutalized, not the race of the violent cop, that is most relevant in determining whether racial bias is a factor in police violence. That was Van Jones. Yeah. To which Heather McDonald says, in other words, anything bad that happens to blacks is a function of racism determined solely by the race of the victim, not by the intentions or identity of the perpetrator. Only cops are subject to this new, the victim alone determines the reality of racism rule. So if you're black teenagers who shoot at gang rivals on a near daily basis and who regularly take out young black children as collateral damage are not deemed, quote, anti-black by mainstream media and its academic sources. It's, it only applies no, to the cops. No, they're, they're actually deemed as victims of white supremacy, too. The trigger men. Right. Yes. And so she also pointed out the rest of the race industry quickly coalesced around Van Jones' lopsided definition of racism, which whiteness has been provisionally suspended to be restored the next time a white cop is caught on videotape using force against a black suspect. And on it goes. The other part of this, we'll move on. And this was true. So remember when media politicians celebrated Okay, this was quick as far as the five officers charged with murder. Okay, and some people said, well, and that's why you didn't see so many riots. Okay, different protesters apparently at different places said, hey, if this had been white cops, these cities would be on fire right now. Now, I'm not saying that. But I think it's quite possible because the flames would have been stoked more. So we've seen that before. But... Now it turns out that immediate response from the justice system is just another manifestation of racism. Because Ben Crump, the civil rights attorney, now representing the Nichols family, complained that we've never seen swift justice like this when white officers are involved. 
So it was racist to charge the black cop so fast. All right. Okay. <laughs> but dude, if you go back to critical race theory, all right, in the end, we could keep going on with all these points she brings up. But what is the end of critical race theory if you are a white person? You can't win. You either have to admit your racism and that you're going to, quote, do the work, which never ends because you never get there. Or if you deny that you're racist and you try to be colorblind, that makes you racist. I mean, I feel like I'm in a blender right now. (laughs) (laughs) Just spinning around. In the end, all you can control is yourself. You just try to love people. And yeah, I'm still going along with Martin Luther King Jr. and try not to see color. Just treat everybody the same. And it's about content of character. I think if we just stick by that. That's all we can do. Okay, so that's out there. Um, new in science, David. Using coma patients to grow babies? What oh, is this? Yeah, God. This is some dark stuff Dang. that I stumbled upon last night reading different things. And apparently there is. And right now, it's not like they're they're necessarily doing it right now, but there are scientists and, and medical professionals who are talking about using coma patients to grow babies as an alternative to uh, what is right now uh, surrogacy where you you know either pay somebody to carry the baby or a friend or a family or somebody carries a baby for you in the case of infertility or other uh, circumstances. Uh, and this is called whole body gestational donation. The idea is that is I'm just going to read from the paper itself, from this research that's being done. Uh, an alternative means of gestation for prospective parents who wish to have children but cannot or prefer not to gestate. We already know that pregnancies can be successfully carried to term in brain-dead women. I suggest, this is what this person writes, all other things being equal, it should be an option for anyone who wishes to avoid the risks and burdens of gestating a fetus in their own body. I identify some intriguing possibilities, including the use of male bodies, perhaps thereby circumventing some potential uh, some potential feminist objections. This is this is where it gets into really, really weird la la land territory. I know as if we weren't already there. Uh, The prospect of male pregnancy is not fanciful or a piece of science fiction. The liver, for example, is a promising implantation site because of its excellent blood supply. However, this could be risky or even fatal for the person carrying the pregnancy. But for brain-dead donors, the concept of fatal is meaningless. The gestator is already dead. Thus, if the liver is damaged beyond repair after the gestation, this would not pose a problem except insofar as it might mean that male gestators could only carry one pregnancy rather than many consecutive ones. Oh, my so like, goodness. And I think to myself, <laughs> what a wonderful you, world. No, that's not what I think to myself at all. Jeez, I mean, this is hell. Think about this, though. Like, let's say, you know, you grow up, you're in your 30s or 40s, and you decide you want to go explore the family tree. And then you do, like, Ancestry.com or something. You know, you hear horror stories all the time, like somebody finds out that mom stepped out on dad or something like that, you know. Or, oh, my gosh, I'm related to this person. No, imagine you do this and you trace your roots back and find out that you were grown in a dead man's liver. Hmm. I feel like some, some things should not be explored. Some things should just, you know what? I, I think we know how to make babies. Let's yep. just stick with that. 
and not yeah. talk about growing babies in dead people's livers. I'm with you there. Okay. Dead man's liver. <laughs> Well, because then, I mean, you know... If they, it's a death metal band's album. <laughs> Dead man's liver. If you go through with this, in 30 or 40 years, the phrase, what am I, chopped liver, is going to be like a yo mama joke. <laughs> and how do we know what kind of people we're bringing into the world? Right. I mean, <laughs> like liver pig babies or something. I don't know. Right, exactly. Yes. Okay. I'll move on. You know what? Let's get all the darkness out all in one segment. Wow. I mentioned we would hit this a little bit later. Your odds of dying from various accidents. Okay. And some of these are a little bit closer than you might think they would be. Like a lightning strike is 138,849 to 1. Okay? Yep. And then you've got airplane crash, 11,756 to 1. Okay. Um, choking on food. Hmm. 2,745 to 1. Yeah. That's greater odds than what I would have guessed, I think. Yep. Tube-type meat is involved in most of them. <laughs> what is it you're with fascination with always bringing up tube? Because it's dangerous. Okay. Not chewed properly. Okay. <laughs> Alcohol poisoning, 1,606 to 1. Yeah. And you think about individual people, then <laughs> their risk goes way higher. Oh, yeah. Um. Complications of medical and surgical care, 798 to 1. If they leave a sponge in you or something. It could be a lot of different things. Yeah. Isn't that more likely than you would have yeah. thought? Yeah, it is. Well, you had a piece of surgical equipment left in your body, Jamie, didn't you? You're talking about with my teeth? Yeah. It's still in there. Yeah. You're walking what is around. It again? Root canal. Yeah. And it was a little piece of metal that breaks off. Yeah. It can happen sometimes. It's inside you still? Yeah. What are they going to do? Dig it out? Eh, it'll be all right. You didn't, didn't extricate itself? <laughs> Not that I, if it did, I didn't okay. know it. All right. Yeah. You always get stopped going through airport security now. It's not that bad. And then finally, it is the chances you would die in a motor vehicle accident 101 to 1. Man, that seems awfully high. Doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. We did check the numbers on that. But I mean, that, that's, that was out. That was making the rounds today from Visual Capitalist. Keeping track of numbers. Wow. Pretty wild. Um, oh, we got an update on the journalist whose home was raided. You want to hear that? Straight ahead, right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, you have the update on this journalist. What happened? Uh, So a few months ago, we talked about this. It was the strange disappearance of a former investigative journalist with ABC News, James Gordon Meek. He was working on a book about the Afghanistan withdrawal, had been doing a lot of stuff uh, on the intelligence community and whatnot. And Mm. out of nowhere, his house was raided by the feds. Everybody's going. What? What the heck is going on? He went under. He went underground. He quit his job at ABC. Uh, so a lot of people, from you know the Daily Beast to Tucker Carlson, when we talked about it on this show, 
thought, hey, does this have anything to do with what he was reporting? Because at the very least, it all looked very suspicious. You got this guy who's doing deep dive investigations into the feds, and all of a sudden the feds, what, raid his home? Boy, that seems really, really, really suspicious, especially coming on the heels of what happened at Mar-a-Lago. Yes. Um, and, well, he's actually, they announced today he's been arrested, uh, and it was for child porn. Whoa. Oh, that's wow. what they say. They found a bunch of images and videos and some communications and I don't want to go through all of I mean it's it's really Ugh. obviously dark and disgusting allegations that are out there and I, I don't want to detail everything that he was into but yeah, they just they apparently they found a lot of it. Wow. Okay. Um well on a lighter note, not for the shark here but did you see the story about the TikToker that got fined $18,500 for eating a great white shark? Hmm. Eating it? Yes. TikToker in China. Huge fine. So actually filmed herself cooking and eating a great white shark. Yeah. She goes by the name Tizzy online. Shark was six feet long. Authorities in China have been investigating ever since she posted the video last summer. So it shows her buying the shark illegally and then cooking it over a big fire. She picks up a huge chunk and takes a bite because they're considered a vulnerable species. Yeah. And they're protected in China. You you think about the wet markets, you're like, what? Got this thing against shark? Okay, whatever. Well, I I think about, you know, the human beings in concentration camps in China. Yeah. Sharks have more protection than them. She did say it tastes like chicken. No, she didn't, actually. They did confiscate, though, some of her leftovers. That's not a joke. And then tested the tissue samples and confirmed, yep, that was a great white. So they uh, charged her over 18 grand. God. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, this is pretty striking that NBC News is now saying what a lot of us have been saying since the uh, attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. An all-out coup. In that, yeah, right. <laughs> in that, uh, you know, it seems odd that no one seemed to want on this January 6th committee. You know, they were just following where the facts took them, right? They didn't really seem interested in finding out why with so much advanced warning there was no effort to actually prevent anyone from breaking into the capitol i mean there are some who say when you have this joint session of congress like this uh to uh you know certify a presidential election there was less security on the ground than there had been in years past so well, yeah why? muriel bowser uh nancy pelosi was like are you going to question these people yeah why were they not there for crying out loud this was an all-out 
attempted coup. Yeah, there you go. And that, that AOC, you know, that, that doesn't excuse anybody who is breaking windows and whatnot, but it no. is rather curious that you just seem to have the doors open for people. Right yes. there. It's almost as if you just really wanted something to happen and you wanted to make it as easy as possible in order to criminalize being a Trump supporter, um, which they've almost done at this point. Yes. Um, well, NBC News talked to the lead investigator, the guy who was doing most of the uh, groundwork for the January 6th committee. And okay. he says, uh, yeah, there were a lot of problems with law enforcement and the committee didn't really seem interested in exploring that angle of it. And here, here's part of the interview and the report. Had law enforcement agencies acted on the available intelligence, do you believe the attack on the Capitol could have been successfully repelled? I think it would have been a lot different had law enforcement taken a more assertive, protective posture. The intel in advance was pretty specific. And it was enough, in our view, for law enforcement to have done a better job operationalizing a secure perimeter. Law enforcement had a, a very direct well, role. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? And we've brought this up a hundred times, man. <laughs> the week before it happened, we were talking about it. Yeah. We're not, not the only ones. There were a lot of people talking about it. Oh, man, there's threats that this could go haywire. Yeah. Well, there, yeah, I mean, when, I remember specifically when Muriel Bowser, the uh, mayor of D.C., said that she was uh, activating and deploying the National Guard, but they would not be armed, and they were basically just going to do traffic duty, saying, oh, okay, but you are going to have like 100,000 people there. They're going to be revved up, and there are problems, even though the overwhelming majority of people who were there didn't do anything crazy. Uh, you are going to have an element there that does want to mix it up. For sure. Like, yeah. you better, you, you probably should have, you know, some sort of protection considering uh, members of Congress from both chambers are going to be gathered in one place, not to mention the vice president. Uh, that seems very odd. But here's, here's part of the, the rest of the, the, the report here. In contributing to really the failures, the security failures that led to the violence. People familiar with the committee's work tell NBC News members downplayed that finding because they wanted to keep the focus on former President Trump. Was this an intelligence failure? It was not an intelligence failure. Yeah, not an intelligence failure. They had the intelligence. They had it. There was just no will to do anything to stop it. That's what's so frustrating. And, of course, the committee knows that and the media that reported on it and, you know, would do the hearings in primetime, everybody knew it. And I'm guessing a lot of the people that watched it probably knew it and didn't care because it's just get Orange Man no matter what. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. That's crazy, man. The thing is, we were talking, everybody was talking about this and then sh shut up. Don't. That's not true. Holding the doors open, and yeah. Oh, I know the lax, the lax approach to actually stopping people from going in. Well, it's this mixed message always that they were looking to overthrow the government, yeah. all this different stuff, and you see the Viking horn dude talking with the cops, saying, "We ain't gonna disrespect the places, buddy." And saying, "Hey, you guys mind getting out of here? Yeah, we're just gonna take a couple pictures, yeah, and then yeah, we'll get we're, out, we're of here. out of here. Yeah. Don't want to disrespect the place." No, they were actually trying to overthrow the government. Right. Come on, man. There was no plan. When you pointed that out, you were just, Shay, shut up. Right. Of course. And now all of a sudden, it's, yeah, hey, what well, we could have done, we could have stopped this. and Yeah. Yeah, okay. All okay. Right. Wow. Jeez.
Well, the midterms are over now. You can actually right. do some real. Uh, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. NBC does a real report. CBS yesterday did a real report. <laughs> yeah. It's really something, man. Well, you find the documents. All of a sudden, J6 is falling apart. Yeah. Right. So I guess in, what, six months to a year, year and a half, maybe a couple of years, we'll get some real reporting on the border, what's yeah. actually happening? Yeah. Maybe? About that, yeah. By the way, switching gears to the border. And this didn't happen on the border. This happened in Rhode Island. I happen to see it at the Federalist. Jordan Boyd had the piece. <laughs> this has to do with an assistant principal. I don't know if you know the story, but as Jordan writes, you know, it's well known in the United States that Americans should never negotiate with terrorists, right? You shouldn't. Right. But this public high school assistant principal emailed her employees to solicit donations for a cartel. I saw that. What? Yeah. (laughs) So this is how it goes, man. Because some people, they don't know what's going on or what has been going on for a long time. So this Rhode Island public high school assistant principal, right, Stephanie Harvey, wrote in an email to teachers last Thursday, hey, we have a student who came to America with, quotes, coyote, which is a group that helps people. That's what it reads. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) A group coyote. Yeah. They help people, huh? This group gives you a time frame to make a payment of $5,000 to those who bring them to the state. Our student needs our urgent support to raise another $2,000 to meet his goal of $5,000 by February 1st, 2023. So this is for somebody that crossed illegally, right? Holy smokes. Raising money to pay the coyote? (laughs) Yes, it's the cartel, but it... This assistant principal thinks it's the group called Coyote. Well, well probably because... She you, thinks that's the name of, the, yeah. of a charitable organization? <laughs> so probably oh my God. how the conversation, I imagine, went down was this kid was telling him, and the kid probably doesn't really know like who these people really are. They just know, hey, this is this group that got me here or got my family here or something and was casually saying it. And then you got this clueless liberal who doesn't realize that she's actually talking about human traffickers. Right. (laughs) She put up a Super Bowl squares board. (laughs) All the money goes to Coyote. You know, you got Samaritan's Purse, (laughs) Doctors with No Borders, whatever, and Coyote. Yeah. Give to your favorite charity. I thought you were just goofing on it when you read it. No. Like Coyote Singular versus Coyotes, a group of people doing it. No, the... And, of course, Jordan Boyd, who's writing the piece, says the the coyote that escorted a high school-aged migrant to the United States is not a group that helps people. No. No. And that $5,000 isn't a payment. That's a cartel member demanding it with the threat of violence and punishment if it's not paid. That's how it works. Wow. Just imagine what happens when the gymnastics team, the jumping jihad, show up. (laughs) (laughs) Goes on to say, uh, the assistant principal seems to understand the urgency associated with this debt because she asked for donations that would be ready within 12 hours of her email. What she didn't communicate was that this money would go directly to the cartel's billion-dollar human smuggling business. <laughs> her boss calls her into the office. Listen, I know 
I know your your heart was in the right place, but you got to do some research. Don't you remember when you were raising money for this group you thought was called Is Is? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Coyote 10K. <laughs> Everybody gets a T-shirt. <laughs> so the uh, Providence Public School District Chief Communications Officer confirmed, yeah, that was the email, and then we immediately had her take steps to have her attraction issued, and all funds contributed will be returned, and we'll seek more appropriate methods to support our students. So there you go. Holy cow, As it man. says, our government gives the cartels win after win. That is just the most ridiculous. It is. Yes. It's- why well, I wanted to share it. Speaking of schools, I don't know if we have time for this right now. I'll make it fast. A sophomore at Princeton says the college honor code prohibiting cheating, that's racist. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. What? Yeah. The, the honor code prohibiting cheating, you're not supposed to cheat. No. By saying that, oh, well, that's racist. Okay. Because this sophomore, Emily Santos, argues that American systems of legal administration enact violence against minority populations. This honor code tasking with holding students accountable and honest in academic settings mirrors the criminal justice system and its rules and effects. How so? Well, what in the world is going on? She argues that first-generation low-income students... um, are unprepared at navigating such a system in the first place. She recommends that the university should lead by example by dismantling the honor code system, which acts as a barrier to social mobility and a more equitable society. Let them cheat. <laughs> Let people break the law. That's what you're advocating. Yes. It's okay. And don't do anything about it. Celebrate it. Yeah, don't write the answers on the bottom of your shoe anymore. Just bring them in with a piece of paper. <laughs> Fine. Well, th- th- you know what I say? That's racist. There's no tests. Just listen for a while and go do what you want. That's equity. Do you understand it's what you not, just learned? It's, yes. It's okay. Not, it's bad. nonsensical. Absolutely nonsensical. Uh, okay, David, you have a story about a woman that found a lookalike and did what? Oh, my gosh. Okay. German woman is accused of murdering a woman who looked like her in order to fake her own death. Holy cow. So... This is, so here's how this went down. The cops found a woman who'd been stabbed to death, and they thought it was this woman named uh, Sherabon K. That's how she was identified in, in legal oh, documents. Um, but then an autopsy revealed it was actually a woman, uh, a different woman altogether. But Sherabon K was missing. Well, they wind up tracking her down, and they're charging her with murder now because apparently she was trawling Instagram to find a victim who matched her physical appearance she like sent messages to all these different women who kind of looked like her to try to say like hey let's meet up and we'll exchange beauty products and whatnot and yeah wow now when i say that it is on my bucket list to fake my own death (laughs) i will not take another life to do it okay well that's good i'm just letting you know that 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 takes you off the freak list i'm just (laughs) (laughs) listen man i'm just saying i'm gonna do it honestly by like (laughs) blowing up my car or something all right right yeah is there a way to fake your own death honestly hey telling people not to lie that's racist I come from a marginalized community of people who want to fake their own death. We always get judged. (laughs) Did you see where 2,000 rabbis are urging Congress to kick Ilan Omar off the Foreign Affairs Committee? Yeah. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Some people did something.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, you had an update on Trump, David? Yeah, Donald Trump is uh, up and doing the truth social stuff overnight and uh, posted about Ron DeSantis again. It, it was in response to a video that someone shared from several years ago where Ron DeSantis was talking about liking Paul Ryan. Uh, and so, you know, then Trump says, yeah, the real Ron is a rhino globalist who closed quickly down Florida and even its beaches, loved the vaccines and wasted big money on testing how quickly people forget. Man, when it comes to the COVID response, I, I don't I don't think that's a that's a winning spot for Donald Trump. And I've said it for you said it now, for a long time. Is that, you know, uh, there was one guy who had the opportunity to get rid of Anthony Fauci, and Trump didn't do it because he thought it would hurt him in the election. Yeah. David. Just saying. Yeah. And, you know, Trump did like Paul Ryan when he was Speaker of the House. That is true. Yeah, the whole Paul Ryan thing at the time, remember, he wasn't quite comfortable yet, even after Trump was the nominee. Yeah. That was weak. Well, sure. But... But anyway, yeah, I mean, if you are, and I don't think he would ever take the advice, but if you were advising Trump, I wouldn't go after DeSantis right now. Well, not not on COVID. That's the one thing that you really can't, you don't have a leg to stand on there because Florida wasn't shutting down until Ron DeSantis got a personal phone call from Donald Trump. David! <laughs> and then when they started reopening, he advised against it, and it was as at least by july of uh 2020 trump was still saying hey in COVID hotspots you better keep the schools closed david who's a really nice guy but he did a, a very poor job again man particular I, task. i'm not scandalized by any of it because i, I no. think that you know if they if in fact they do wind up being primary opponents it should be brutal they need to go out and earn the vote it, i don't care oh, what don't, your name yeah. is or who you are you got to earn people's votes but man if i'm advising trump don't do the COVID thing, man, because people really liked what DeSantis did during COVID. That's true. The grocery stores, all that stuff. Yeah. You staying out of this, Scott? Yeah. You already said DeSantis, you're the guy. Trump sucks. Isn't that what you said? <clears throat> yeah, that's exactly Scott? what I said. That's exactly no, what I said. No, it's not what you no, said. I, I know. Say. Well, you bring Paul Ryan's name up, I'm still sad. <laughs> he was your guy at one moment in time. He was. And you don't want to. Scott you Walker. don't want to be my guy ever. <laughs> no, <laughs> ever. You don't. That's why I hesitate with DeSantis. I, Chris Christie was your guy. Yeah, I know. Scott God, Walker. I, don't yes, be, it is a duffel bag full of failures. <laughs> Just one after another. I can't do this. I can't predict. Uh, yes. Oh, I mentioned more than two thousand rabbis urge Congress to kick Ilan Omar off the Foreign Affairs Committee. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody, is uh, it? No, no. And all of a sudden, what she said a few days ago, she had no idea that there was any sort of tropes as far as Jewish people and money. <laughs> what? I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Please. Oh boy. Uh, thought of you, Robbins, when I saw this little story. The trendiest baby names of 2022 named after people on Yellowstone. Okay, here we go. Casey? Uh, Casey, yes. Very big. Yeah. Um, just Dutton, the last name of... First name Dutton? First name Dutton. Okay. And also Rip. Rip. Name your kid Rip, man. You got to live up to it, kid. If you're going to name your kid Rip. A friend of mine named their dog 
uh, Teeter. Well, naming a dog is one <laughs> thing, but... <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day, David? Uh, Joe Biden got a visit from the FBI. Apparently they were searching his beach house in Delaware. Uh, and we are told by Joe Biden's lawyers that they did not find any more classified documents at the beach house. Okay. You having a good time, Joe? The, the thing is, man, I mean, plausibly, maybe he wouldn't have had any because he bought that house after he was leaving the vice president's uh, vice presidency. But, uh, you know, and most of the classified documents have been from his time as vice president. So presumably, you know, it's plausible at least that he didn't actually bring any classified material there. But at the same time, he was just there like 10 days ago. Very interesting. There'll be more to this. All right, Robert, you got your big three of the day ready? Yep. All right, trifecta, the news update coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. By the way, I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp there is the millennial, and the sexy boomer is Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. Want to make sure, did you have an update, David? No, oh, I think this is kind of interesting that uh, Border Patrol is now offering massive incentives for people to sign up because people keep quitting. What kind of incentives? What are so we talking about? You're talking about, in some cases, upwards of $20,000 in a signing bonus. Holy smoke! So if you if you get a job, you gra- you pass all the courses, graduate from the academy and whatnot, get a job with the border patrol. You're in line for a ten thousand dollar signing bonus, and then if you agree to move to one of their locations that is hard to fill, you know probably uh, fairly isolated areas along the border, they'll give you another ten thousand dollars if you agree to do it for two years. So if you if you go sign up. Get that job and then go to one of the hard to fill locations. Mm-hmm. You get a twenty thousand dollars signing bonus. Okay, what do you think of that, Scott? That's pretty sweet. So, if you were a younger guy and had nothing else going on, you'd think about it. I'd think about it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what if it was your son or daughter? I'd probably feel less excited about it <laughs> than if it were me. I just filtered that through my own brain as I heard yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, "That's okay. dangerous, man." Not only that, but when you hear the interviews of the people that have left, yeah, like is that amount of money worth it for what they go through every day? And depending on what you're able to do, can you actually do your job or not? Yeah. You don't know. I mean, under the right system, and you're actually trying to follow the laws, like the real laws, not the Biden laws. Right. It'd be one thing. But goodness gracious, I'll tell you, man. I mean, they're overwhelmed. That is a brutal gig. If I'm 24 again mm-hmm. and like unemployed, like like I was right after graduating from college for a few yeah. months, I'd consider it. Yeah, that's a nice little chunk of change. Plus, on top of whatever salary you're going to get anyway. Yeah, like, yeah, I can do a couple of years. Yeah, 24 Van Camp. Would they have made you take a drug test? Because you'd have been in a lot of trouble. That, that's, well, 
you know what? Standards are being dropped, right? I can, you know, I'll drink right. a lot of water, exercise. I won't be peeing hot for too long. Yeah, isn't there some sort of tea that you drink or something? Pass that test. They've got the custom borders work. bongs yeah. down there. Yeah. yeah, that that didn't work. Is that what you said, David? There was a lot, just of, a lot of people that doesn't. would drink it, and and the stock price of that tea would go up, but yeah. really never worked. No, it mm-hmm. doesn't really work. It's too bad. Yeah, you know this is sad before we get to your trifecta i saw this the wall street journal jason riley great writer um and i'm pointing out he's a black man because of what he wrote about today and the headline was memphis's problems are only going to get worse and why does he say that uh he just brought out the data that shows that crime soars when police pull back and more than likely police are going to pull back in memphis well they've already you know disbanded the scorpion unit which i don't think was a bad move but if you really pull back and stop policing altogether, we've seen it in how many yeah. cities? Crime rises like crazy. And then he starts, you know, going through the statistics. He also mentions if the media wanted to play a constructive role, it could provide some context and remind the public that fatal encounters between police officers and civilians, including black civilians, are rare in America even though annual contacts between police and the public number more than 60 million. And in recent years, these incidents have gained more attention because of social media, but that doesn't mean they're happening more often. Like, yes, everyone's horrified by what they saw with Tyree Nichols, but within the scope, it does not happen very often. But again, we've seen the polling, as we mentioned earlier this show. And this was done a couple of years ago. But liberals who get their news from CNN, MSNBC, like legacy media, 39% thought that 1,000 unarmed black men were killed every year by police. And 9% thought the number was 10,000. So, you know, nothing works without law and order. Nothing. No. It, it can't work. No. And it certainly doesn't help when we have a media that's constantly... Just playing in propaganda instead of actual facts. It's it just sucks. But there's always hope, right? Yeah, there is. There's hope. I think more people are figuring it out as we go. But it's it, as you've said many times, David, it's going to take a while to un <clears throat> everything yeah. that's happened over the last several years. Yeah, I'm going to take your hope and shove it right down your throat here. So. <laughs> oh, great. It's time for the trifecta with Mr. Robbins. Roll Are it you out. ready? One, two, look at you. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, it always helps. By Scott's hero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, he was Casey before it was cool. Yes. I'm ready. Okay. Three. All right. The uh, Washington Post doesn't seem to understand why Republicans are ticked off about, you know, COVID lockdowns. This is absolutely insanity. The Washington Post says voters are still resentful, the Republicans are, over the government's COVID policies. The GOP base is still resentful over the COVID response. They're just not ready to move on. No, no, we're not. We're not actually. ready to move on. No, no. People should be held accountable. I like that. Forget. Come on, guys, just forget about it. 
You closed schools, you shut down businesses, you forced loved ones into isolation, you mandated experimental shots, you imposed authoritarianism everywhere. So no, we haven't forgotten and we're not going to forget. Why are you yelling? Because I'm mad. Because <laughs> you're very resentful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, lock down your schools. You know, you forget when Biden was saying, yeah, we're going to make companies you know, mandate the vaccine. Yes. And then they did. just dividing people. Yeah. Oh, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Oh. These dirty, unwashed masses spreading their disease to the rest of us. The winter people. of death. Remember that one? Yes. The winter of death. And all of the lying. Yes, people are still resentful. It's going to take a while. Lives were destroyed, man. Damn, man. Everything that was a conspiracy theory one year ago is now true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Casey knows. Golly. Yeah. Now, on with the countdown. This guy Robin Trifecta, top three of the day. Two. Uh, number two, uh, the Border God. Patrol found 40 tunnels. Uh, at the border. How about this? Customs and Border Patrol and Protection have now found 40 tunnels between 2017 and 2021. Now, this was data that was obtained through the Cato Institute Freedom of Information Act. And uh, they say this is uh, something that's been going on for a long time. So they tried to build, what, 300 miles of border wall. That didn't happen under the last president. Sort of abandoned that. So now they have all these tunnels popping up all over the place. And apparently true they're not constructed very well jamie no there's there's some inherent dangers involved and some of the build back better infrastructure is going to go towards making sure these tunnels are fortified (laughs) (laughs) how many did you say 40 but under the border yeah (laughs) under the border walls well the thing is i've seen people saying well well that just proves that the wild doesn't work well actually i mean if you're having to construct a tunnel, even if it's not done to, you know, right. not not done to the standards of hard work and union tunnel builders. Well, you get OSHA involved in this, and they'll shut it down. <laughs> but yeah. if you actually have to go through the trouble of that, then obviously there is a deterrence factor with the wall itself. And Yes. Actually, Would it be easier to shut down one tunnel yeah. than people going through an entire state? I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Casey agrees. That's fantastic. Um, There's a third one. Yeah, of course. It's the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day. One. Uh, You're telling me the Government Accountability Office is going after dress codes because students and schools feel uh, unsafe with dress codes. Um, I saw this in USA Today. The story was titled Sexist, Racist, and Classist. The feds are getting involved in these school dress codes. Now, if there's one thing that school dress codes are not, it's sexist, racist, and classist. No. Since not. the idea behind dress codes was to make sure that all kids, for the most part, dressed alike. Dude, yeah, that, that was the whole thing. I grew up in a, yeah. in a very poor school district, and we had dress codes. Not school-issued uniforms, but you had to have you know khaki pants and then a polo shirt that was one of the three colors of the school. And the whole theory was because you didn't have people... Uh, you know, bullying others. It was easier to do hand-me-downs because yes. everybody, nobody looked good in those uniforms. So then the clothing angle of everything was off the table. Well, right? wasn't the other thought if, you know, some kid had the best shoes, the yeah. best jeans, designer, whatever, the latest George, that, that whatever it might be, that no, it doesn't fit the uniform. So it's not going to make 
other people feel bad that they can't afford right. the same things. Yeah, it is yeah. actually the great equalizer. And I thought so too. Yeah. I, so I'll, what what is the, do they explain at all why the kids don't feel quote safe? Well, because they it's it's a, a racist policy. How? Well, student advocates, researchers, and now congressional watchdog agencies are urging public schools to rethink them. They're saying they're sexist, racist, and classist, foster a culture of inequity, and can interfere with some kids' access to education. They say that about everything. Well, they don't go into detail. They don't go into detail. But they were the center of protests against local dress codes. One case in North Carolina, charter school there. Girls were once required to wear skirts, skorts, or dresses until the federal government intervened. And that one's going to head to the Supreme Court. Well, if I'm a kid, I hate the dress code. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. snakeskin jacket is a symbol of my individuality and belief and personal freedom. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I personally but... want to wear lingerie to school every day. <laughs> What's the problem? I mean, yeah, I guess you, you plop me back down into middle school, and absolutely, I feel unsafe wearing the, this this uh, dress code. Why is that? Well, because I don't want to wear it. Oh, I got you. They say they just... I thought you meant because you actually got shanked. Because <laughs> you got stabbed <laughs> you got in school. Stabbed, yeah. That's not even a joke. Wore stabbing clothes. <laughs> I will See, now that. we just figured it out. They... Somebody heard that Van Camp, while wearing the school uniform, got stabbed. They're like, see, he was unsafe, but right. that, wasn't that some sort of initiation? Yeah, that's what they thought, at least. Never caught okay. the guy. But... Right. He was wearing his Pantera shirt. <laughs> Pride of Texas, baby. That's right. Heck yeah. All right. Thank you for the trifecta. It's always good. Appreciate it. There you have it. Yes. Okay. Got to get to another news update. A lot going on today. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You bet. You're welcome. Oh, and Nimrod's of the news coming up right here. Goodbye. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I just happened to look up at the Fox News monitor. Did I see that right? That the <laughs> people here illegally that are in the New York City hotel, that they were trying to get out of the hotel, but they refused to leave. Yes. Yeah. And the mayor, Eric Adams, was saying, hey, I toured the shelter here. I played ping pong here. Yeah. Okay. There's three nutritious meals a day. This is a hot shower. Nice bathrooms. I saw the pictures. It yeah. looks, you know, yeah. nice. I saw on the crawl that the migrants then toured the shelter, but then went back to the hotel. Yeah. Apparently a few of them were part of like a scouting party to see whether or not. So they've been put up in, in this uh, Watson Hotel, Midtown Manhattan. Uh, and uh, the city wants to put them in a larger shelter in order to make space in the hotel for women and children, mostly single dudes who are there. And there's been a protest outside of the Watson Hotel now because it's inhumane to ask people to give up their free hotel rooms. And so apparently there was like a scouting uh, party that went over to where this big shelter was and they came back and said, no deal, not good. Why are you negotiating with them? 
Okay, you you know what you say? You got 24 hours or less than that. You got you got you got 4 hours to pack up your crap, get on that bus and go to this shelter or the next place you're sleeping is a jail. I, I it's crazy to me. It really is. <laughs> go over there, no dice. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> ah, not, good. not doing it. Squatters rights. Ah. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. It is, man. You know, it reminds me, and this goes back a ways. <laughs> we worked at a place that would give us vouchers for food at a couple of local places. And I remember we went and the food wasn't that good. And I joked, hey, if this doesn't improve, I'm going to stop coming here for free food. Yeah. <laughs> This is real life with these people. Yeah. You bitch you because you don't have heated seats to your free car. It's, okay. I I don't know what to say to that, oh. man. I've never seen anything on, quite man. like it. Okay. Are we ready for Nimrods? Like, yeah. It feels like it already like started. Kid. Yeah. Okay. All right. Roll it out. Let's go. Do it. When the going gets tough. Damn it. This is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Well, a few out there. Um, we mentioned the lady in China earlier that was caught eating part of a shark yeah. can't do that she's been fined over eighteen thousand dollars for that mm-hmm. um police in europe are looking for a couple who supposedly abandoned their baby in an airport after refusing to buy a ticket for the kid apparently they were trying to prove some p- sort of point but you don't do that by saying you're going to leave your kid there they didn't plan on flying without the baby they were just trying to coerce the people into letting the baby on without getting a ticket mm. It's kind of crazy. And then, drunk person, this is L.A., Santa Monica, in the Rainbow District, goes into this uh, um, bookstore of the Mm -hmm. adult variety. Yes. um, And apparently very drunk, tried to steal their biggest, how do you say this? It's a family-friendly show. Uh, Implement? Phallic toy. Yes. Mm-hmm. How's that? Um, it's like 30 inches. Um, oh, holy smokes. And it, 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 the report, Daddy it's, it's, <laughs> you can't make this up. It was too thick and heavy for the getaway. <laughs> Guy threw his back out there. <laughs> Yeah, like wrapped his arms around the dick. And that's Nimrod's in the news. Oh, God.